0: Stephen Adams is out for the season, so lucky we haven't played the Western Conference 240 game. We're going to do that right now. And as another tall-ish bearded man from the Southern Hemisphere, I really hope that the show is choice, bro. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh H. Lloyd, and the H stands for Egane. And I am the lead fantasy analyst at Basketball Monster. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Redrock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at Redrock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked on Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, and we are available on all platforms. So, as I said, we're playing the 240 game. And remember what it is. If you don't know what it is, I did an Eastern Conference one yesterday, but I'll tell you what it is now. Every single night in the NBA, each team has 240 minutes to distribute to their players. 90% of teams will run 10 guys in a non-blowout situation. So we've got to go through and work out how those 240 minutes get distributed. And every time you come in and think, well, this guy is going to play this many minutes and I think this guy needs to play... You've got to find those minutes. And this actually happened yesterday when I was talking about the Raptors, of course, because I pay no attention to that stupid team. But someone said, well, Malachi Flynn's got to be in the rotation. Okay, I I get that. But who comes out? And then they go, well, they'll just play an 11-man rotation. Okay, cool. I already had the 10th guy playing nine minutes. So how do you do it? Does Jalen McDaniels play zero minutes? Does Boucher not play? Do the starters play 30 minutes? It's really hard to do. So when you're basing things, especially for deeper leagues or looking for guys to pick up and add, you got to play the 240 game. That's not what we're talking about for a full season projections because players miss games all the time. But for a single game, there are 240 minutes available. And we're going to break down 15 Western Conference teams. Of course, we're going to start with the Southwest Division because two injuries broke today sort of, well, sort of out of nowhere. And one of them was actually sort of break-related. So we'll talk about them. Actually, we'll just talk about them right now. We'll go to the Southwest and we will start... With the Dallas Mavericks, I do currently have Luka Doncic starting, but I don't know whether he's going to be healthy for opening night. I've got both him and Kyrie Irving playing 36 minutes. Kyrie is okay. He had a groin problem, but he played in the preseason after that. Luka's had this calf injury, and he may not be ready to go. If he is out, they've got two options. They either... Well, they've got three options, actually. They can start Olivier Maxon's Prosper and push Josh Green to the two. They can start Jaden Hardy. Or they can start Tim Hardaway Jr. Whichever one it is, all three of those guys get big boosts, and Hardy would be a really strong stream. And Hardaway would be a pretty strong stream as well. The Hardy boys. They'd both be uh, options to grab them. Prosper, probably not. But I've got Doncic and Irving playing 36. I've got Josh Green starting at small forward with 30 minutes. He was great in that game without Doncic. And we have seen many, many times last season that when he is given that opportunity to be a lead offensive sort of a player, he produces. The problem is when Kyrie and Luca play, he doesn't get to touch the ball. So he could be an interesting stream. I've got Grant Williams at power forward playing 30 minutes. I don't think that's controversial. Grant's also a fairly terrible permanent producer. I reckon you need to play 40 minutes and have both Luca and Kyrie out for me to consider him for 12s. And then I think Derek Lively is going to start at center. I've only got him at 21 minutes, but he started every preseason game at center. It would be pretty dickish, although it is Jason Kidd, be pretty dickish to then bring him off the bench. He could average 1.8 blocks in 21 minutes with six rebounds, nine points, eight points, 65% shooting, which tracks in category leagues. It's not as valuable in points leagues. I so don't think that he's a super high priority points league player, but I think he has to be rostered in category leagues. And I know he's available in quite a few leagues. In terms of their reserves at the moment, I do think that Hardaway plays 24 minutes. Um, again, that seems low. Hardaway should play 29, yeah? But how do we get the minutes for him to do that? Would it mean Josh Green playing 26 minutes as a starter? I'm not sure that's realistic. It would mean Jaden Hardy not playing 18 minutes. So I've got Hardaway at 24, Hardy at 18. I've got Muxie Kleber at 19. I've got legendary, the new cockroach, Dwight Powell at 14 and Prosper at 12. Now, of course, that leaves Rashawn Holmes out of the rotation. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. But I don't think that Kleber, Powell, Lively, and Holmes will all play. It also has Dante Exum and Seth Curry out of the rotation. So this team is very strange because they're bad, right? They've got the two superstar guys, and then it's a massive drop-off to the third-best player. And then they've got, like, 10 different players who, like, are eight for men. So like does Curry or Exum or Holmes or Derek Jones Jr., who honestly, Derek Jones Jr. allegedly is a chance to start. I think there's zero chance, but there is a chance that he starts. These are all guys that can pop into the rotation. So maybe Prosper doesn't play at all. And one of those other guys, Curry, Exum, Holmes, or Um Jones, plays. And not even including Markeith Morris, as I shouldn't, because he's bad. But it just goes to show again the level of talent that's currently in the NBA and finding these minutes for everybody. Let's go to the Houston Rockets because there was injury news here. We'll get to that in a sec, but let's look at my projected starters for Houston. We have got um, Fred Van Vliet at 35 minutes. I've got Jalen Green at 34. Fred Van Vliet, actually, by the way, I know that people love to shit on him. He was the highest ranked Rockets, uh, Rockets player in preseason. And I believe, where was he, in terms of overall category value, like 32nd in preseason ball playing 23 minutes a night, he's still going to be very good. And I think he still remains a pretty solid steal in most drafts. I've got Jalen Green at 34. I've got Dylan Brooks at 29 for a couple of reasons. A, I don't think he's good. And B, he gets into a lot of foul trouble. No, no, not that I don't think he's good. He's a very good defender who takes away a lot offensively. So 29 minutes for Dylan Brooks. I've got Jabari Smith at 33. And I've got the delicate dancer Alperen Sengun at 33 minutes as well. Although I would have been... Less confident of putting Shangun at 33 had it not been for the injury to Tari's second season. But at the moment, I'm going to go with Shangun at 33. I don't feel a hundred percent locked in on that. Um, I'm really excited to see what Green and Smith can do this season, but I'm also ready to be let down. That's just that's just the way this stuff goes. Unfortunately, we uh, we all have those things that happen to us. As for Eason... We, or I've talked a lot about Tari in the past and about these sort of guys that we hope they get the runway to minutes, but it's not super clear for him to get 25. And now he's injured to start the season with a stress reaction in his left leg. That's two to three weeks. Always like to push it to the three. Um, It is hard, I think, for Eason to maintain a must roster status while he is out, while there's no clear starting path, and while it's a troublesome lower body issue. So... If you wanted to drop him for, say, a hot free agent that may be coming up from the next team we talk about in the Southwest Division, Memphis, I don't think that that is a problem. The reserves for Houston, I've got a man playing 22, and honestly, that's probably low. I would, if I was Ima Doka, and I'm not for various reasons, I would be getting a man 30 minutes. I just think he's that good already. I think we start at 22. I think by November, he's playing close to starters minutes. I really like a man. I think his talent is undeniable. I've got Reggie Bullock at 18. I've got the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate at 15. I've got Jock Landale at 11. I've got Cam Whitmore at 10. And there'll be plenty of people, again, who look at this and go, Josh, Cam Whitmore. Yeah, he was really good in preseason. Easton's out. He's got to play more. Sure. Who does he take the minutes from? Now, I I would be with you in saying, I don't know why the Rockets would bother with Jay Sean Tate. I don't actually know what he offers this team. I know that coaches love him though, because he's hard nosed and he plays defense. Can't shoot. The passing's useless when a man's out there. The spacing doesn't work. There's no reason for Tate to play. But coaches will play him. If I was them, he'd be gone. We'd more play 15 to 16, and we'd be set. But that's not usually how they work. So I could make that argument that Cam and plays over Tate. But remember, it's not just what we think. It's about what the coaches think. And I find it hard to believe that the coaching staff would just eliminate the wild thing straight out of the rotation, given... His uh, propensity to impress. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Buying tickets, it should be fun because you're going to see something fun. You're going to see a sporting event, a playoff game, theater, comedy, musicals. It's fun, yeah? Why should the process to get tickets to these things be one of the biggest pains that you'll experience? Hidden prices, tough to navigate situations. Where am I sitting? What am I looking at? What happens if it gets canceled? Well, GameTime's got you covered because they've got their cancellation guarantee, their lowest price guarantee. They've got their zone deals as well where you just pick a zone to sit in and they will choose the the, seat for you and you save up to 18%. There are so many great things about the GameTime app. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind when you purchase. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So now let's go to the one that I think you probably want to hear about, and that is the Memphis Grizzlies. That is the wrong slide. Al. I think I think we're good now. These are the Memphis Grizzlies projected starters. Marcus Smart, 31 minutes. Desmond Bain, 33. Zaire Williams, I think he's going to get it. I've got him at 26, but it could easily be 30. I've got Jaron Jackson playing 32. And I do have the cashier, ex T. Illman Sr. playing 28 minutes. So let's address the Stephen Adams news. This came out of nowhere. 4 a.m. for some reason, because I'm crazy. I woke up and saw my phone. Stephen Adams out for the season. I go, what? Am I dreaming shit? Like, what is going on? And I went, oh, no. I put him as a sleeper. Okay, did I just misread that he didn't play in the preseason? No, he did play in the preseason. So the knee injury re-flared up, and we hear that he's having surgery and he's out for the year. Bad news, terrible news for Memphis, because Brandon Clark's out, might be might be back all star. I think that you have to, you have to assume that Tillman is the starter. There's no other way to do it. When he went out last season, Adams, Tillman started. Tillman started in the preseason. Now, you could make an argument that Santi Aldama is a better player than Tillman, and I totally understand that. I get that. But we have seen the Grizzlies be hesitant to play a lot of Jaron Jackson at center, and if you're playing Aldama and Jackson together, then Jackson would have to play a lot of center. And Tillman has held up okay in that role most of the time. He was pretty good in the playoffs, actually. And when I did a show, the Value 30 show, I said, keep an eye on him. He's one of those guys that, in good minutes, he translates into good fantasy stuff. So we're interested to see what happens here. I also think that Memphis needs to look at a center in terms of a trade. Klinker is the very obvious name that they should be looking to target. Very obvious. Rob Williams is someone as well, but I doubt they get him. But Klinker is someone they should look for, and he would be, I think, a pretty awesome fit next to Jaron. I think that both Tillman and Aldama... Are twelve-team category ads in points leagues? It's a bit iffy. They're not super strong in that format. So to me, they're more fringy sort of players. With someone like a Tillman in a category league, where we know that he is getting an increased role. When you're considering it over someone like, hey, I tried Rob Covington, or I maybe tried Bill Alcolabili, or even I tried a Paul Reed. Who we love Paul Reed's upside, but maybe the path for Reed playing is like ten percent whereas Tillman's got an 80% chance of being a top 120 player. In a lot of those cases, also, another great example of leagues should always have deeper benches. Constant waiver wire churn of guys who are useful is actually bad, I think, overall for fantasy leagues. It's bad. That's my opinion on it. That's why we're doing deep benches in um, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. So, I think Tillman is going to start. and I think he's worth grabbing. I, I think that Aldama is going to play more, but the Grizzlies have really hesitated in playing Jaron a lot at the five. The other thing this does help is it does help Zaire Williams because it means fewer minutes for someone like David Roddy. At the three, he probably has to play more at the four. Um, and if you're in the deepest of leagues, old mate Kenneth Lofton Jr. will get some minutes now. He'll be in the rotation. Now, I know that Lofton's a high usage, interesting scoring player who people love because he's, honestly, he's a little chunky. Like myself, right? He he is that, but he is terrible defensively and he will not last on an NBA court for long periods of time. He's a great novelty, but he's not ready for big minutes. So in a 20-teamer, a 30-teamer, you consider where Ken Lofton fits, but in a 12-teamer, I don't think you need to be super invested. To me, it is Tillman who gets the start. He averaged like 28 minutes to start last season, and he was routinely playing 30 in the March stretch. Foul trouble is an issue. Sometimes it puts him down to 20 minutes. But often he will just play 30 minutes, 31 minutes, 10 and 7. He's a good steals guy, good field goal guy. He's got some passing ability. He's just a solid player. Aldama's more flashy, more of a scorer, more of a three-point shooter with usually poor defensive stats. Um, but I just think, again, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen them play a bunch of... Uh, Jaron at center for extended stretches. And Aldama probably needs that. And we saw the the failures of Jaron to play at center at Team USA. And I'm going on about this for a while because it's big news. The other thing is, um, there are people who have mentioned to me, man, this is huge. This guarantees Jaron a huge bump. He's locked in as a second-round guy. I think he was pretty locked in in most formats as a second-round guy anyway. As much as I might decry the way that blocks are valued in category leagues, I think you know there's other things that he brings. There are other people who are like, now he's clearly a top 15 guy. Can he be a first round guy? I don't know that this increases his value. I think that if anything is going to happen, it might drop it slightly. Slightly. I don't think that it's necessarily going to drop. I think it's more likely just going to stay the same because, A, maybe Jaron gets an extra minute, right? But it's not like he gets extra shots because Steven Adams is out. And while Adams is a huge rebounder, that doesn't mean that all those rebounds go to Jaron. And I'll tell you why. Because Stephen Adams is a big rebounder, but he's also a guy that clears out the space for the team to be better rebounders. And without someone doing that, the other teams are just going to grab more of them. So Jaron, maybe he gets an extra rebound, but that's just not his game. And I think he's actually helped by Adams being there. And the other thing with with um, uh, Jaron is part of the, the issue with him for me was heading into this season is that at the end of last season, once Jar was out and Adams was out, his block rate dropped. He played a couple more minutes, but his block rate dropped. Now, was that because he was focusing more on offense because Jar was out? Or was it because Adams wasn't there being the defensive presence, enabling Jarron to come over the top and block shots that way? So if Adams isn't there doing that, does Jarron need to play a slightly different role which reduces his blocks? Again, these are all hypotheticals. And I mainly point them out to say this doesn't just mean Jaron going through the roof. It probably means more he holds with maybe an increase in one thing, a decrease in another thing. But we can't just sit here and assume that this is just huge, massive news for Jaron Jackson. It's all going through the roof when I think that a lot of what Adams does actually helps Jaron's fantasy value. Disagree with it as much as you want. That's how I view it. And there's always going to be things that I'm wrong about. I know this. And maybe Jaron does play 35 minutes as the starting center and averages 10 boards. Pretty unlikely, but I can't rule it out. But that's just the way that I'm looking at it. I don't immediately go, "Wow, huge boost for Jaron. He's gonna blow through everything. Everything's rising." I'm like, eh, "I don't know about that. Don't know." So we'll see how that looks. Um, their reserves. I've got it at the moment with Santi Aldama and Luke Kennard playing 23. You could, I could argue that Santi plays a bit more than that, but again, that requires Jaron playing a lot at centre. I've got Kennard at 23, I've got Roddy at 17, Derek Rose at 16, and Kenneth Lofton at 11 minutes. That means Jake LaRavia is out of the rotation. Some Somebody has to be out of the rotation. I think with that injury, you got to put Lofton in there. Um, who else is out of that group? Uh, that's probably it, or Gigi Jackson, obviously, and John Conchar, who'd been sort of out of the rotation through most of the preseason. Again, I could argue that maybe we don't get 17 minutes out of Roddy, but... I, someone could also come to me and say, well, Roddy will actually play 25 minutes a night now, and I get that they love him. I disagree with them loving him, but I th- I know that they do, and they are things that can happen, unfortunately, when we're trying to predict this stuff. Today's episode is brought to you by FanJul Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanJul America's not—no, eh, no, no, we're not doing the NFL. Come on, guys. We are doing— what are we doing? We're doing the NBA because we are two days away from the NBA starting and all new customers on FanJuel will get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining Fangio, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. And I reckon that Memphis's Western Conference odds have dropped. No Jar, no Clark, no Adams. That is three of their top six players who will miss significant chunks of the season, if not all of the season. So if I look on FanDuel, Western Conference winner for Memphis, they are plus 1,000 now. And I think that might be too low. No, too high. Well, it depends how you want to do it. I don't think they're that likely to win it. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for them. That's a really tough blow, man. Adams being out hurt them a lot. But anyway, you can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and you can tip off the NBA season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Thought it was important that we spent time there on the Grizzlies because of the situation. Let's now go to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans and um, their current, well, they've got injuries themselves, but their current projected starters for opening night. I'm going with CJ McCollum at 35 minutes, Herbalife Jones at 32. Brandon Ingram 35, the biggest birds Zion Williamson at 33 that could push higher, and Jonas Valančiūnas at only 23. But the Valančiūnas one could change depending on the status of old mate Larry Nance. So Jones gets a couple of extra minutes there. There are a bunch of guys injured for this team, which does give Jones those one to two extra minutes. If We look at the reserves. I've got uh, Dyson Daniels at 22, Larry Nance at 20, but I I don't know that Nance is going to play. And if Nance doesn't play, I would expect that Cody Zeller slides in and Valentinus' minutes push up. I've got Jose Alvarado at 17. He's missed all preseason, but it looks like he will be available to play. I've got Jordan Hawkins at 15 and EJ Liddell at 8. I could easily see like a Kyra Lewis Jr. jumping into that rotation over Liddell, but Liddell's in there because both Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall are going to be out, and there's some doubt on Larry Nance, and Liddell's a little bit of a bigger body. They actually signed um, Falcons legend Matt Ryan today. Is it, I don't even know if it's a two-way, but they signed him, so maybe he gets in there. I doubt it, though. But he's just another forward in that mix. So I think Daniels probably gets the most minutes straight off because Alvarado will be returning from that ankle injury. But Daniels has played so well during the preseason. I wouldn't be shocked if he continues to be the uh, biggest minutes guy off the bench until Trey Murphy ends up returning. Let's now go to San Antonio and look at some of their minutes projections for the season. Jeremy Sohan is going to begin the season as the starting point guard. I've got him at 31 minutes. He is absolutely a must-roster player in all formats of leagues. Absolutely. It might not work. I don't care. He's a must-roster player. Next to him is Devin Vassell. Huge breakout potential. 33 minutes. I've got the horse, Calden Johnson, at 32. He had a usage of like 28% last season that is coming down, and that means his value drops off significantly. Points leagues is okay, categories I don't really like him. And then of course the big fella, Victor Wemanyama. I've got him at 32 minutes. Honestly, what do you what do you predict predict for Victor's first game? 25, 7, 3 assists, a steal, seven blocks. Like I'm not joking. That footage or that that still image, I don't know if you've seen it, go check it out. Of him blocking Andrew Wiggins' shot is comical. Like it is like, what, what do we do with this shit? Like it looks insane. This guy's got like, I don't don't even know how to explain it. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look at it. So I've got Weminyama there. Now, people ask, man, is it too early to take Weminyama in the first round? Like, it probably is, but also it might not be. I think you've got to, I've got two drafts coming up. I'm very interested to see where Vic ends up. I think he's going to go in round two. I would, honestly, if you wanted to take him at 13 or 12, it's probably early, but maybe it's not. Honestly, maybe it's not. That's how good he is. And the Spurs reserves. I've got Trey Jones at 26. I guess you could get him more minutes, but again, if he gets more minutes, where do they come from? How does he get 30? And how is that 12-team relevant? I'm a little skeptical on it. I've got Malachi Branham at 21. I've got Goldfinger Charlie Bassey at 14, backing up Zach Collins. I didn't even mention Zach Collins before. Zach Collins must roster player if he's available, by the way. Extension for him today. I've got Doug McDermott at 12 and Julian Champagne at 10. That doesn't include uh, Chetty Osman, so could Osmond play over Champagne? I, I guess he could. There's no Devontae Graham. He's suspended um, to begin the season, two-game suspension. So, um, yeah, he won't play, but is he going? would he even play anyway? I don't know. Um, who else is out of that mix? Oh, Blake Wesley and Sandro Mamakilishvili. Like, I, I don't think that they're necessarily going to get minutes, but that is how we are looking at the Spurs rotation at the moment. Let's go up to the Northwest division now. We'll go to the reigning NBA champs and have a look at a, uh, a 240 game for them, opening night rotation. I don't think there's any real question or concern about their starting group. Michael Ponder Jr. has been out in the preseason, but he's going to be available to play, so that's good to know. So we've got Jamal Murray, the headmaster, at 34 minutes, Contavious Caldwell Pope at 31, Michael Ponder Jr. at 31, As Gordon at 31, and the big fella, Big Chungus. At 33, I would be interested to see how Murray and Jokic in particular look um, first game back. Is there any sluggishness? Jokic has been notorious for that in the past. I think he's going to be awesome. I know that, but we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not really worried about it, but it has been something that has happened in the past. Their bench group is interesting because we know Christian Brown is probably going to be their sixth man I don't think he's playing Bruce Brown minutes. So I've got him at 21. Then there's a bunch of players where there's some debate about. I've got Reggie Jackson next. As much as I don't like it, they do need a point guard. And he is the only one. So I've got him at 18 minutes. Then I've got Zeke Naji, recently extended as the backup center, who in deeper leagues has a little bit of value. I've got him at 15 minutes. Then the last two, I've got Julian Strouther at 14. And I've got Peyton Watson at 12. I know Adam Mares, host of Locked On Nuggets and from DNVR was saying, hey, this is a bit weird. Why is Watson not in the dress rehearsal rotation and they're playing Braxton Key? They did play um, Watson in the second half of that game in the rotation, but it seemed like he's fallen back a little bit. So I've got Peyton Watson at 12 and Strouder at 14, but I could easily see a situation where Braxton Key plays, Justin Holiday, who I don't have in this rotation, but who do I take out? I guess Strouder. Holiday's looked washed as per usual in the preseason. And the other one is maybe Hunter Tyson, who's a knockdown shooter. So I wouldn't have any confidence in Strouder or Watson in terms of playing because Holiday and Key and Tyson could be in that mix as well. So interesting to see how they run that second unit in terms of the rotation. Let's go now up to Minnesota and have a look at their starting group. I don't have Jaden McDaniels in there because I believe that he will not play. I've currently got him listed as doubtful, which is a low chance of playing. It's probably like 10%, but that could change, right? I've got him as doubtful at the moment, so I don't have him in that group. If he does play, he'll play 30, 31 minutes. Foul trouble is always an issue for him. And getting enough usage to really break out is also almost impossible. I've got Conley at 30. I've got Goose Anthony Edwards at 36. I've got Kyle Anderson sliding in there, but Anderson is much better as a 4 I don't know how the hell he gets minutes this season as a four, but he's better there. They could throw Nikhil Alexander-Walker into that group as well. But I've got Anderson at 29, Towns at 34, and the big foul of Rudy Gobert at 31 minutes in that starting group. The Anderson one makes him an interesting stream, at least to begin the season. Otherwise, when McDaniels is playing, I don't know where the minutes are for for Anderson. How does he play those minutes? Because he was playing like 24, 25 early last season when Towns was healthy. And they're going to give minutes to Nas Reid as well. And I don't know how that works. I don't know how they all fit together. The reserves, I have got Nas Reid at 20, Nikhil Alexander Walker at 20. Alexander Walker might play 25, and Anderson might play 25, so just be aware of that. I've got Shake Milton at 17, who's going to be an excellent stream when Mike Conley sits down. And I've got Troy Brown at 14, and then Leonard Miller as the 10th guy at 9. I don't think Miller is going to be an every night rotation player. That could very easily be either Josh Minot or it could be Wendell Moore getting those nine minutes, but they just get removed from the rotation when Jaden McDaniels is back. I think that Miller is the best player of that group. It also could be Jordan McLaughlin, by the way. I think that uh, Miller is the best player of that group, so I am giving him those nine minutes, but I don't think that he is an every-night rotation player this season. Reads the interesting one, because it's going to come down to how do they find enough minutes, because I've got 65 minutes between Towns and Gobert. You've got 96 minutes at the four and the five, so that's 65 minutes. We've got 31 minutes available, so I guess hypothetically, Reid could play 31 minutes as well, but that would mean zero minutes for McDaniels at the four. It would mean zero minutes for Kyle Anderson at the four, meaning that Kyle Anderson only plays the 18 minutes behind Jaden McDaniels' 30, and I don't know that that's real. It would mean, Troy Brown doesn't play at all. It would just be really hard to get Nas to 31. I think getting him at 20 is probably fair enough, but how much do you want Nas and Gobert to play together? And that's the other concern. So Reed is an interesting 12-team league guy who clearly has value when someone gets hurt, especially if it's Gobert. But on a regular night, hey, even in 20 minutes, he might be good enough to be a 12-team league player. I love him in all four teams, by the way. But how they run that with the added complication of how does Kyle Anderson fit in there makes me just somewhat skeptical of, is there enough minutes? And that is almost basically the entire point of this whole exercise. Are there enough minutes for your favorite? We love Nas Reid. It's great. Are there enough minutes? How does he get those minutes? Who loses those minutes? Be honest with yourself. And you can. You might say, well, Kyle plays 25. An extra four goes on to Nas. He plays 24. Bang, we're done. But then how does it work when Jaden's back? It's really hard. It's really hard. Let's, um, where are we go next? I think we're going to OKC. That would make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It does make sense. Let's go to OKC and have a look at their projected opening night starting lineup. I've got Josh Giddy at 31 minutes. I've got Shea Gildas-Alexander at 36. I've got uh, Midwest Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort at 29 minutes. I've got the Bronco, Jalen Williams at 33 and I've got Chet Holmgren at only 31. Chet could easily play more than this. Jalen Williams could play more than this. Giddy could play more than this. And maybe they do. But we've seen Dagnott be um, not cautious, but Try to spread those minutes through some of the bench guys often. In terms of their reserve group, it's a tough one, this one as well. There's a lot of guys here who probably should play, but I can't get the minutes. I've got Isaiah Joe, one of the best shooters in the NBA, at 19 minutes. You could argue Isaiah Joe doesn't deserve 19 minutes and that they will play Davis Bertans or that they will play Aaron Wiggins or Trey Mann, all guys who I don't have in the rotation at all. That's possible. I've got Vasily Micic at 17 minutes as the backup point guard. There's going to be plenty of Europeans watching this. Shout out to you guys. You're awesome NBA fans that tell me, well, Micic is going to play 25 minutes and he might even start over Giddy. You're wrong, but they'll tell me that. So again, find the minutes. How does he get 25? Because I know that you believe it. I know that you do. I'm also looking at this with the understanding that Alexei Pokashevsky is injured to start the season and Pig Williams, the other Jalen Williams, is injured to start the season as well. I think that Pig Williams will be in the rotation. I don't know that Poku will. I've got Usman Jeng playing 15 minutes. I thought he looked much improved in preseason. I've got Kaysan Wallace playing 15 minutes. Lou Dort, he's coming for you, mate. He is coming for you. And with how good I thought he's looked preseason and how much trust Dagnott has placed in him. By the way, Dagnott, that's not how you pronounce your name. Get it right. Um, Kason Wallace, I think he's going to be in that rotation. And I've got the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams at 14 minutes. But Kenrich could play 22. But also then when Pig Williams comes back or Poku comes back, does Kason miss out? Does Jing miss out? How do they figure out all these minutes? It's a deeper team than last season. Not only is Kaysen there, but Chet is there, and Mitchich is there. So I don't have Aaron Wiggins. I don't have Trey Mann in this mix. I think Trey Mann's not very good, but it's a deep team. There's a lot of guys who are good enough to be NBA rotation players that just aren't going to see the court. Let's go to Portland, where the level of NBA players is probably a little bit lower. They've got a really strong top-end group, well, not really strong, an encouraging and exciting top-end group. The back-end, maybe not so much. I've got Scoot Henderson starting at point guard, playing 33 minutes, next to Anthony Simons playing 34, and I do have Matisse Thibel starting at the three, but only a 22-minute a-night player. That could very easily be Shaden Sharp moving into that spot. I've got Jeremy Grant at 33, and I've got DeAndre Ayton dominating at 31 minutes. Again, Ayton might play 34 as well, but finding the minutes is really, really hard. And you'll see, when I look at the bench rotation, you'll argue with the minutes. I know you will. And then, again, I'll say, how do you do it? Because I think they've got eight guys who are solid enough, and then it's a bunch of, sorry to these guys, a bunch of current NBA-level shit who I think can develop into okay players, but it's hard. So I do have Shaden playing 29 minutes off the bench, but that leaves us in a situation where Brogdon only gets 21, and Rob Williams only plays 20. And both guys... Brogdon could easily make an argument that he should play 26. Williams could say he could play 24 if they're willing to play him with Aiton. Okay. I don't think the last two guys in the rotation play much less than this. I've got Tamani Kamara at nine and Jabari Walker at eight. It could be Chris Murray in that mix as well. Or even Ish Wainwright, who they just claimed off waivers. Or Skylar Mays, who's played well. So, like, in order to get Brogdon to 26, I've got to find five minutes. Does that mean Kamara plays four? Does that mean Thibel plays 17? Does that mean Sharp plays 24? I don't know how to get it. Does that mean Scoop plays 29? I really don't think that's going to happen. It's really hard to get Brogdon enough minutes when he is, I would guess, the seventh guy in that pecking order. Maybe I'm wrong on that. And even Rob, like, Rob can still do damage in 20, but does he get to 24? How does that work with him and Aiton? Who loses out? Because again, my bottom two guys here are playing under ten minutes, which is honestly that might not even be realistic to see Kumara at nine or oh, Kumara. So not Kumara, he's not a sweet potato. Kumara at nine and Jabari Walker at eight. It seems unlikely to play that little for those two bench guys. And now we go to Utah to finish off the Northwest Division, and I, I still don't know. I still don't know what to make of it, but I do feel confident that Taylen Horton Tucker is going to start opening night. I've got him at 29 minutes. He's a must-roster player for now. Whether it lasts, we will find out. I've got Jordan Clarkson, the man on the street, next to him at 29 minutes as well. I'm not confident in that. That could easily be the Padawan, Colin Sexton. I know that Lowry Marketing is going to start. I've got him at 33. Maybe that's low in terms of minutes. I've got the Baptist at 29 minutes, John Collins, and I've got Walker Kessler at 29. I am definitely down on Collins compared to some people for this season. I'm just not sure that he goes back to... Anything like he's been in Atlanta in the past, he hasn't really shown that to me in the preseason. Plus, with how their team is structured, I don't really know how he gets there. And I think that we'll be having the discussion in a week or two about whether John Collins is a 12-team drop. In terms of the reserves, um, I've got Collins Sexton playing 27. Might be too high, but they've got to see what he can do. I've got Kelly Olynyk at 18. Probably too low. Olynyk should probably play 25, but I can't really figure out where to get him from. I've got Keontae George at 16. Maybe that's it. Maybe George only plays 10 minutes. I've got Abaji at 16, who is, it seems, well down the pecking order. And I've got Chris Dunn, who honestly is the best point guard on this team, at 14 minutes. So maybe, maybe I am too high on George at 16 minutes. I think this Jazz team might quietly be very bad. Um, and we'll see what they end up leaning into. But they might also have the Dagnot problem with Will Hardy being too good of a coach that just makes them better, and then they have to start deliberately manipulating their lineups so that they lose more games because they are... Although they, don't, they have their protected draft pick, which they probably want to keep. So they're in a very, very weird spot with a lot of weird unknowns in their lineups. And then lastly, we will look at the Pacific Division. We'll start with the Golden State Warriors. It does appear as though Draymond Green is going to be ready. To, and that's how I'm going to look at this, but I've got his minutes a little bit lower with that ankle sprain. I think they're going to go with Chris Paul at 29 minutes, Steph 35, Clay 34, Wigo at 34, and Draymond at 28. Yes, maybe Chris Paul comes off the bench. Maybe Chris Paul plays 31. Maybe Chris Paul plays 25, almost impossible. But it is something that could happen. And eventually Green will play 30-31, but I think he might start at 28 here. There is also the possibility coming off an injury that Green starts on the bench and Looney starts. But I wouldn't imagine that Draymond would play fewer than 25 in that scenario. So... Chris Paul, a very interesting player for this upcoming season. The Warriors also only have 13 guys on their roster, which they're allowed to have for a couple of weeks and they need to sign someone new because they waived uh, Rodney Magruder and Rudy Gay, who had those positions, and we'll see what they do with that 14th roster spot they do need to get someone in into that area. In terms of their bench rotation, again, this is when I talk about, let's see what we think about Kaminga because the minutes are tough. Yes, maybe Draymond plays 25, so Kaminga gets him. But I've got Looney at 20. He has to play. They have no size at all. I've got Kaminga at 20. And then I've got Gary Payton at 14, which feels low. I've got Moses Moody at 14, who I think's really important. But maybe he doesn't play 14. Maybe he plays 10 and Kaminga gets 24. And I've got Dario Sharic at 12, just again, to get some sort of size onto this team. You could easily maneuver things, I guess, and put Moody at 10 and Sharic plays 10 and Draymond plays 25. And that pushes Kaminga to 27. I get that. But I also think that Looney might get a few extra minutes in here as well. So when I talk about... like, I've got Kaminga on some teams. I've drafted him in late rounds to see what happens. But the path for a clear 27-minute-a-night roll with high usage on this team is not there. It's just very hard to get to. Yes, he had extraordinarily high minutes and usage in the preseason. But you saw that last game that that all fell sort of back away. And that was all without Draymond. So I've got him. I'm going to be interested to see what happens, but I'm also understanding that maybe he's the seventh guy in the rotation. And that that is hard to push into big minutes. It is. Let's go to LA. Let's go to the Clippers. We know what their starting group is. Russell Westbrook. I've got him at 28 minutes. There'll be some nights where he plays 32. There'll be some when he plays 25. Because sometimes you just don't need him out there. I've got Terrence Mann at 29. I've got... Paul George and Kawhi playing 35 each. And I've got Zubats at 27. I see Zubats more likely to push to 25 than push to 29. Because the cockroach is there. Man in 29 minutes with Westbrook George and Leonard around is not a 12-team league player, I don't believe. He would need two of those guys out and an extra six minutes. He's just not a good per-minute player. And he might not even be on this team in a week's time. I've got no idea what they do with James Harden. Their reserves... They've got 12 rotation players. So finding who the 10 guys are is tough. At the moment, I've got Norman Powell at 26. I was not impressed with him in preseason, but I think he gets first crack at this. I've got the Cockroach at 20 minutes, Mason Plumley, but he could play 23. Um, depends on what Zubats does. I've got the Big Stiffy, the five-minute man himself, Bones Highland at 18. I don't know whether Bones is going to be fit and healthy. If he isn't, though, that doesn't automatically mean that someone like um, Covington or Marcus Morris get big boosts in minutes. Because who the hell is the point guard? Who is their third point guard? They don't have one. Maybe Amir Coffey. He's not a point guard. Westbrook just need would need to play a lot more. Mann would need to fill that role as well. And then one of these other forwards gets that boost. I was all about taking a flyer on Robert Covington when we thought there's a chance he might start. But he's not starting. And when you get to the bench, Powell, Plumley and Highland because of their roles need to play more minutes. So I've got Covington only at 12 and it seems ridiculously low. But because they're going to start man, it is harder to get those minutes for Covington. And I've got Batum at only 10. I've got KJ Martin at zero and Marcus Morris at zero. They cannot all play. I don't think there's any argument for Plumley being under 20. I don't think there's any argument for Norm Powell being under 24. Maybe... Like if Bones, maybe Bones doesn't play 18. Maybe he plays 14 and then Covington gets 16. But that skill set that Highland brings when they don't have another point guard and maybe they run things and George and Leonard hold the ball, but maybe that's, yeah, maybe James Harden's here. And then Mann and Westwood, there's, there's options, but they're all sort of in the starting group and it requires a lot more creativity and staggering to get the right ball handlers out there. So maybe I'm just off on that 18 for Bones and Power plays only 24 and that pushes Covington up and Batum up a little bit. I, I don't think Marcus Morris is going to be in this rotation, though. Let's go to the Lakers, who most likely will not have Jared Vanderbilt for opening night. Remember there was so much buzz, and I actually got into some discussions with people about, man, Rui Hachimura is definitely starting. Look what he did in the playoffs. He's definitely not. Like, he's not. I, You know that I don't think he's very good, and he's not starting. And Christian Wood won't start either it is going to be, amazingly, Torian Prince. And I think it would have been Jared Vanderbilt Bar had he been healthy, but he's not. So Prince is going to start. I've got D'Angelo Russell at 29. That could easily push up, but Gabe Vincent's there. I've got Austin Reeves at 33, Prince at 26, LeBron at 34, and Davis at 34. Yes, Anthony Davis is going to start at center. In terms of their reserves... I've got Gabe Vincent playing the most minutes there with 22. Hachimura with 21. I've got Max Christie playing 17. I thought he looked really good in the preseason. So I think he deserves these minutes. And I've got the Crucifix at 16 minutes. I've got Jackson Hayes at 8. One of those guys is going to miss out when Vanderbilt comes back. But through preseason, nothing suggested to me that Woody's going to play more than 20 minutes a night. Or he's going to be extensively sharing the court with Davis. Or that he's worth having in a 12-team league. I just think he's a backup, which will be useful when nights when Davis is out and he gets those minutes. But is it blasphemous against the Crucifix for me to say that Jackson Hayes played better in preseason? I think he very clearly did. But others will disagree with that. And you can pick apart this rotation as much as you want. How do you find enough minutes for Chris with this team? How are they going to run? I I don't say it. Obviously, otherwise, I would have this different. We're going to Phoenix now. Their starters, I think, are relatively locked in. I've got Devin Booker at 36, Brad Beal 35. Joshua Kogi gets the fifth spot, but not huge minutes, 24 minutes. He'll be an interesting streaming guy for steals, especially with the schedule they've got for this week. I've got Kevin Durant at 35, and then Yusuf Nurkic at 28 minutes. And there are guys that I don't have in this rotation that you'll think, again, is probably a little bit weird. And I could, maybe I'm going to actually change this right as I think about it, because maybe that is not, um, maybe the way I've got this set up is maybe not the way that they go about it. But I'll talk about that when I bring the screen up. Um, Kogi, yeah, not really a 12-team must. In terms of their bench guys, I've got Eric Gordon playing 25, Eubanks at 18, Grayson Allen at 18. That's low for Allen, man. I've got Bates-Diop at 12 and Watanabe at 9. And I am actually, just as we said this, I'm taking Watanabe out of the rotation and I'm going to give Jordan Goodwin those 9 minutes. But, like, it's not easy. Jordan Goodwin can be a very good fantasy player. We've seen this. I talked about him on the Value 30 show as well, much like I do with Tillman. If he got 30 minutes, he's a must-roster player. But does he get minutes over Gordon, Eubanks or Allen? Almost definitely not. Could he get them over Bates-Diop and Watanabe? Possibly but it'd be like 14, 15 minutes, I would I would think. And I don't think they go nine deep and keep Bates, up and Watanabe out of the rotation entirely. I've got Bol out of the rotation. Nasir Little out of the rotation. That's another one. Does Little play? Maybe he does over Watanabe. Chemezi Metu out of the rotation. Saban Lee out of the rotation. Now, there'll be plenty of you watching this, but what are you doing with Bol Bol, Josh? He's definitely a guy to have. I don't think so. I don't think that bowl is... I've got 10 guys there and that doesn't include Jordan Goodwin or Nassir Little. I think bowl is, at best, their 13th man. Yes, he can put up interesting fantasy numbers. He's also fairly bad on court and that's why I've got him down there. But he could prove me wrong. It is always possible. And the last team, the 30th team, the 15th Western Conference team, we're looking at last year's Beam Legends, the Sacramento Kings. I... I've mixed it up a little bit here because this is the buzz that I'm getting out of Sacramento. Now, I don't know whether he's even going to play, but I have got Darren Fox at 35 minutes. Well, I know he's going to play, but I've got Chris Duarte starting. I don't think Duarte is all that good, but what I do know is at the moment that Kevin Herter is in a little bit of the bad books with Mike Brown. So Duarte, though, did get injured. He's currently questionable for opening night, so maybe he doesn't play. Maybe Herter gets a reprieve. But what I do know is that I would not bother rostering Herter because, A, if you have Herter on your roster in a 12-10 league, what is he? Your best-case scenario 12th or 13th guy? And we saw it last year. He would go in and out of lineups. His minutes would go 30, 20. He'd shot unbelievably well then unbelievably poorly. And adding Duarte in with the buzz that maybe Duarte starts, what the hell is the upside for Herter? What I call it that? Herter. is not a good value play, I don't think. So, yeah, I've got Harrison Barnes at 29. I've got Keegan Murray at 31. And I've got DeMontis Sabonis at 35. Murray was really good in the last preseason game. We hope, I hope we see more of that. It is a ladder to climb to get him into being a top 80 player. But I think he can push up more than what he was last season, which honestly, at times, was not a must-roster player at all. And their reserves. This is where, again, it gets tricky. Because I've got Kevin Herter playing only 23 minutes, and I had Duarte at 22 but who do I take the minutes away from? I've got Malik Monk at 23. That seems really low. I've got Sasha Vesnikov at 14. And shout out to the Europeans who would have already lost their mind about Michic. You're going to be losing your mind about Vesenkov as well. How? How do I get more minutes for him? Does Herder play 18? Does Harrison Barnes play 20? I don't know. And Davion Mitchell's at 14. You know what? That's also too low, even though I'm not a big Mitchell guy. And then Trey Lyles at 14 is probably also, guess what? Too low. And Alex Len not even in the mix here. JaVale McGee, not in the mix. Cheese legend Colby Jones, not even getting minutes in this this, uh, iteration of the team. Kessler Edwards, a useful enough guy, not getting minutes. They have, as much as I think the Kings might struggle to replicate exactly what they did in terms of win totals this season, they got deeper. And finding those minutes for everybody is is hard. It is hard to do. So that's it. That's the 240 game for all teams, all 30 of them. And it's going to change in the next two to three days with more information coming out. But that's where I'm currently sitting with all of those things. Follow this podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. You thumb that up and you leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.